0: On today's Locked on Thunder podcast, we're going to have Richard Stamen joining us, talking all about the NCAA tournament coming up this week, what prospects to watch for, and all about the 2022 NBA draft on today's Locked on Thunder on the Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every day.
2: You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team's every day. I am your host, Ryland Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Lothunderpod. Email the show. Hello, Thunderpod at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by Price Picks. Check out PricePix.com. Use the code NBA or go to the App Store and download the app today. Price Picks is a daily fantasy prop operator made easy. I'm joined by Richard Stamen, host of Locked on NBA Draft, and on Twitter at MavsDraft with MavsDraft.com. Richard, how are you doing today?
1: Hey, I'm good. I uh, am ready for March Madness to begin, and I uh, can't wait to talk about some prospects.
0: March Madness is always a fun time for... All of us, I'm sure for you, it's a little a bit more uh, fun and also a little bit more annoying because you get all the parachuters coming in and making a, a huge sweeping uh, discussion about a, about a uh, prospect over one game or a couple of games over the weekend. But nonetheless, what what is it for you for March Madness? I mean, we always hear from kind of media and everyone else that, oh, if he just has a good March Madness stretch, he can really catapult his stock. How, how much does March Madness go into your stock as an NBA prospect?
1: Yeah, so for, it it really depends. I think with NBA teams, it's almost a known fact that March Madness matters because a lot of the executives are lazy and don't watch the games in the regular season. That's not really a secret or anything. I do think that if you're talking to more amateur scouts like me, that, you know, for us, it's not, March Madness doesn't weigh heavily on our boards. You know, if, let's say Tari Eason of LSU, like he's currently my number 10 prospect if he blows up in March, I'm really not going to move him up anymore. It would solidify what I've thought more than uh, bringing a new level. And, you know, I've seen enough of regular season games. I've seen m- multiple games of every single prospect in this tournament. And at this point, I know what they are. And the major thing for me is knowing what they look like when they're game planned against, because we saw in 2018, Buffalo Nate Oates, the now coach of Alabama drew up an incredible game plan to shut down DeAndre Aiden. And they lost because of that in the first round. And DeAndre Aiden, people were like, hey, there's some real questions about the guy. And it wasn't just a one-game thing. It was a real thing that we actually did see translate the same exact issues in that game where what do you do when you double-team him? Like the decision-making, make him be a quick decision-maker. And that was a weakness that we hadn't really seen before.
0: Yeah, and that's a good point about, you know, there is more attention to detail in game planning in the tournament whenever it's one and done and not – having to play on big Tuesday, then play on Thursday then Saturday. And, you know, you don't really get time to game plan for a specific player or install a lot of different things, especially on Thursday and Friday, whenever you get this entire week to really hone in on what you would like to do. Uh, but when you look at March madness from that standpoint, who, who do you think, uh, who, who do you think we've not seen necessarily have an, an entire game plan against them? I feel like, you know, a like I, like, OK, Baju, we've seen have that happen because he's played for so long at Kansas. But what prospect are you most interested in to where he's had life kind of easy so far uh, in the uh, in the regular season?
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's actually a really tough question. I'm going to go with someone who won't see it probably facing against in the first round, but someone that you could see in the second round. And I want to just preface this with if Sean Coleman, you were listening host of On Grizzlies. Please just skip thirty seconds. Uh, I see Kennedy Chandler as someone who's going to be in that way. He's a fringe first round guy, so it's not exactly the best answer. But uh, and I see you grinning over there, and I can't help but laugh too. But <laughs> he's he's a six foot guard who he can't shoot over defenders. I'm really interested to see what they do for him. He did just win the SEC Most Outstanding Player in the tournament. Uh, or excuse me, the SEC tournament's Most Outstanding Player. I'm really interested to see how teams fully game plan against him if, say, they draw Ohio State in the, um, or excuse me, Michigan even in the second round, or Ohio State in the Sweet 16, or Villanova. I mean, those are two very good programs that have point guards that could easily really make Kennedy Chandler's life just disruptive. And I'm interested to see how that fares for him.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm a big Kennedy Chandler guy, but I think it's fair, especially, you know, Tennessee does have, other options and outlets i mean you're thinking about a team that's uh you know could have been a one or two line but for some reason fell to the three seed but nonetheless on that they're a good team and so when you whenever you are game planning for two or three opponents a week uh you can't just hone in on one player on a team like this it's not like you no, know, for example whenever ben sims of at lsu and didn't really have much talent around him hey, that's the one guy we want to look at let's go get him and that's the end of the story so we'll see how that all fares of course with andy chandler and hopefully he uh has a really good week that we're hoping here, uh, at least for me, because I'm a huge Gage Hunter fan. But uh, who do you think has the best potential to hop on, the, uh, hop on the scene, even for people who might pay attention to college basketball, but like maybe not follow their season? But who are you most looking forward to seeing, and who do you think will create the most buzz uh, here on Thursday and Friday whenever everybody's sitting at home watching every game?
1: Yeah, first, let me apologize because I forgot who I was talking to. I forgot you're a big Kennedy Chandler fan too. So I apologize. I looked at you and I was like, something's off for here. But uh, yeah, no, I, I want to firmly apologize on that. Someone who could take a big jump. Man, you know, I uh, I really think that... There, so every year there's a team from the play-in game. Every year, I think, but one or two since the play-in became a thing for the, for the last four in, right? With you have it... Rutgers, Notre Dame, Wyoming, Indiana. So I think that Wyoming, Indiana game has someone and that's Trace Jackson Davis. He is a junior who has, you know, he would be a first round prospect if he had anything that resembled the jump shot, literally anything, 20% better of a shooter, first round prospect, not joking. He is super athletic, really good defender, can have, has a monster post spin move. uh, One of the harder players to stop once he's within 10 feet of the rim. However, if you let him play on the perimeter, yes, he can ISO you. But in college, he's going to get away with that a lot more than the NBA. If Indiana is that team that makes that sweet 16 run, because uh, the logic behind it is, and UCLA made the final four from it last year, is they play a game before everybody else. The winner automatically is going, it's, it's like a green light, right? You have people stopped at the red light and people who are coming from afar don't have to hit the brakes. That's kind of how the, the play in winner is. They get a Tuesday game, a Thursday game, Saturday game. Boom! That's ahead of momentum, and then they hit the Sweet 16. So, if Indiana is that team, Trace Jackson Davis is a guy who's going to explode, no matter what the jump shot does or doesn't look like.
0: And then, what prospect do you think you know has not made the tournament? As we saw, OU get left out, uh, uh, kind of surprisingly. That did not be the tournament. That don- will not have this chance to kind of be on the big stage of the NCAA tournament, but people should not really forget about because they're still had a really good season, still had a really nice uh, regular season.
1: Yeah. Someone who I have top 60, uh, I've seen him now for four years. I saw him at TCU before he uh, transferred to SMU is, is Kendrick Davis. He's a five eleven point guard. And I know that doesn't start as a strong selling point. I had to be careful how I word this, but he's one of the few guards who I feel like at that size that can knows how to overcome that size deficiency. He can shoot over defenders well. I mean, I talked a second ago about Kennedy Chandler, how it's a major weakness for him. The same isn't true for Kendrick, Kendrick Davis. He has insanely good handles, probably the best in the class. His numbers check out for the shooting, and he's a really good playmaker, and he's peskier than giving credit for on defense. He'll, he won't be a positive on that end. But it is really unfortunate because I think if he had been to the big dance, he would have gotten some more eyes on him that he fully deserves.
0: And if you want to put on your tinfoil hat here, You mentioned how executives are lazy and they only watch the NCAA tournament. That kind of sparks them on to their uh, NBA draft evaluations. Uh, The NBA has cleared the runway on Thursday for the NCAA tournament. There's only one game on Thursday. And so maybe we see that whoever's the biggest star of Thursday all of a sudden raises their stock a lot. Because that Thursday game, yeah, it's Detroit and Orlando. So you're not really even going to check in on that if you're not a Detroit or Orlando GM. You're going to be watching the NCAA game, and just if you if you miss a chance to game plan for the, the Pistons or the Magic, so be it. Uh, so the NBA has totally cleared out for that. I'm sure since you're a Magic fan, I just you know took a stray for the Magic. But nonetheless, nobody will care about that game. That might be the lowest rated NBA game of all time, uh, Pistons Magic, at 6 p.m. during the NCAA tournament. So we'll see on Thursday who can have that big game. It puts a lot of pressure on prospects. This could be your one shining moment which I did create a thunder one shining moment, which is really bad on Twitter uh, at Ryland underscore styles. Whenever we return, we're going to talk all about uh, the NBA draft, how it factors into the March Madness tournament and what games should you watch? If you can only pick a handful of games, which ones should you sit down and watch? But first I want to say right now, but your friends over at Prize picks Prize picks is incredible. It's a daily fancy prop option for the NBA then you need to try this award-winning app, Prize Picks. Price Picks is the only fantasy uh, sports made easy. I love this app and you will too. It's easy to use. You pick two to five players and over under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Use the award-winning app on the App Store and the Google Play Store. So make sure that you use Prize Picks for mixed sport entries, even so with baseball being back, you can take the over on home runs and the under on SGA turnovers. It's so fun! It's awesome for for you to use, and you can you know kind of go further than just the NBA we mentioned before, MLB, but also college football, college basketball. So you can take the over on Chet home on Chet's points and the over on SGA's points on, on Friday and see what happens there uh, with your uh, with your picks. So make sure you go check out Prize Picks and uh, have a lot of fun use the code NBA that's right the code NBA is an exclusive offer available only to locked on fans sign up today and use the code NBA and you're gonna get a $50 free uh, for your first price pick entry and if your player scores a single point you're gonna get that entry as well so make sure you go over to price picks and give the code NBA
2: available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We are here for you, talking Thunder basketball. And for your second listen, go check out the Locked On Now podcast, a nightly recap show recapping every game in the association the night before. So... I'm looking at this bracket and Richard, I'm going to be honest with you. I have yet to fill out a bracket so far. This is the longest I've gone without filling out a bracket. Now I am going to get on this. As soon as we're done with this podcast, I'm going to get on this, but uh, I am looking at this fresh bracket. No picks have been made. And I'm looking at what games we're going to see on Thursday and Friday. The two biggest days of this tournament, in my opinion, what games stand out to you on Thursday and Friday that if somebody needs to find a way to sneak away from work or has to balance work, life, home schedule and can only watch a couple games. They can't just be a degenerate like me and watch from sunup to sundown because I'm, I'm just sitting here alone. What should they prioritize?
1: Yeah, uh, the first game that I would say, and this isn't in chronological order, I should preface that. If you want a really good matchup, just pure draft perspective, I love the Michigan State Davidson one. Hyun Jung Lee is one of the best shooters in the class. Um, this year, his numbers declined ever so lightly and he's still almost a 40% shooter from three. So he's going up against Max Christie, one of the better 3 and D prospects in this class, even though uh, when you look up Christie's stats, his numbers are underwhelming for a three-point shooter. Um, he is still a really strong defender, so I'm interested to see that matchup. I don't think Lee has really faced a defender on the wings like that, and they will be tied to each other at the hip. The other one I would recommend I I'm a big fan of uh, LSU's roster as a whole. I would say them versus Iowa state. Iowa state also has an electric guard who I don't know when he'll come out, but Tyrese Hunter. So him versus Eric Gaines and uh, Tari Eason on the forwards spot. I, I think that'll be a really good matchup. And from a college basketball perspective, both teams are horribly inconsistent, probably going to be a crazy game.
0: Now I know that you're an NBA draft expert. So if you don't have an answer to this question, uh, that, that's perfectly fine. But typically Whenever there's a one versus 16 seed, you can sneak away a bit. However, a couple of years ago, we saw our first ever one seed go down to a 16 seed. So uh, if you don't have an opinion on this, that's perfectly fine because I don't think that I don't think that Delaware or uh, anyone has a ton of uh, top prospects. But what 116 might be the most interesting? I think personally, it'll be my Kansas Jayhawks. I love the Jayhawks, but that they come out flat sometimes. And uh, I think that they might have a letdown in the first half and then it gets to be a really tight score and then they ultimately settle down and actually win the game, uh, much like they did against uh, Eastern Washington earlier uh, a couple of years ago or last year even. But but is there any one sixteen that you think could be a little fun, frisky game?
1: Yeah, I, I think the best candidate is if Bryant beats Wright State, and I think that one is uh, on is tonight when we're recording. Um, so I there's a chance this will have already happened. But if Bryant does win – they have a guy named Peter Kiss, who I believe is the number one scorer in the country, uh, going against Benedict Matherin at at uh, Arizona. That'd be a really fun matchup. It, it's something, you know, Kiss will get his, and also what a name! Like yeah, <laughs> here, that, that's like, actually that's
0: podcast. actually a good point. And also, credit to you because this podcast comes out on Wednesday, and that game happens on Wednesday. Uh, you pick the right play in sixteen teams right. uh, to to <laughs> keep it fresh for the content. You didn't even know it, but. Uh, yeah, today's sixteen playing would be Texas A&M, uh, Corpus Christi, and Texas uh, Southern, and then uh, tomorrow's is Bryant against Wright State. And I think that you think that you're right there. I think that there could be a chance for even Cal State Fullerton to just have a good first half against Duke, uh, but we'll see how this all shakes out. I'm not a huge believer in, in uh, Delaware or an Fork State, but I'm glad that I'm glad that you uh, are on board there. That there might be some interesting Sweet Sixteen matchups. But this tournament, of course, will spin the entire couple of weeks here in March. And what gets really interesting is the full slate of games, Friday and Thursday, and then you regroup and reconvene the Thursday teams play on Saturday, the Friday teams play on Sunday, looking ahead is always tough to do in March madness. It's always just almost impossible because we're bound to just see some insane upsets. But if things shake out reasonably, what matchup on Saturday and Sunday could have the best and highest draft implications?
1: Yeah, I, I think the number one choice is, is a cheat code, to be honest. Uh, it's, if Memphis beats Boise State, they get Gonzaga. We would have the top two centers in the class facing off in Jalen Duran at Memphis and Gonzaga, uh, obviously Chet Holmgren, who could be the number one pick. So that alone would be worth if you live in, I'm trying to see where this is. If you were in the Portland area, which seems really unfair that Gonzaga gets to play a pretty much home game, If you are in the area, I would drop however much money you can to see this game. It it is going to be fully worth it. That's a cheat code of an answer. I I almost want to give another answer just because of how obvious that is. Uh, So if you don't mind, uh, I'll go quick. But USC versus Auburn would be really interesting. Just because um, Jabari Smith hasn't seen the length of someone like Isaiah Mobley who would be guarding him and just USC as a whole. They have three guys with like six, eight, seven, two plus wingspans that would be really interesting to see how the length factors against Jabari.
0: Yeah. And I think that there could be a lot of good matchups in the second round. I, I, but of course we have to see if this kind of shakes out the way that we expect. But uh, I think that Tennessee, Michigan, you mentioned before how interesting that that can be. I, I think that also the, the Yukon Arkansas game, could be really good if, if we get there uh, to that point and there's no upset in between uh, that time being. And then TCU, Arizona, could that be a little frisky? I mean, I know that you yeah. you spent a lot of times around the Horn Frogs. Could that could that get it done?
1: I mean, I'm not going to say what I chose in that game, uh, but I do think that matchup is highly probable and it would be really fun. Uh, TCU has one of the best defenses in the entire country. Seeing Benedict Matherin against a really strong wing core that TCU offers would be really fun.
0: I'm interested to see again Loyola and and and. Whoever plays Villanova, Loyola or Ohio State, I think that Villanova is a really, really strong team every year. I think they're the best coach in the country. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun. But coming up, we're going to round out this uh, March Madness preview with everything under the book, every superlative that we can think of. But first, I want to tell you right now, my good your friends, over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off of your next order. They're fantastic. Uh, the reason that you're able to stick with your New Year's resolutions so deep into the year is because, for me anyway, Bilt Bar makes it so easy to choose the right thing because they have so many varieties, so many flavors. You don't get tired or bored of eating the same thing or doing the same thing. And they even have these new puffs, which the puff bars are like a marshmallowy treat. It's incredible, but there's a ton of protein in it. There's a ton of good stuff for you. It truly does taste like a candy bar, low calorie, high protein, uh, and it's just so good for you. Now, Richard what is your favorite flavor of built bar
1: man i'm gonna i'm gonna use the the cheesiest answer right? and it doesn't involve cheese but i love the cookies and cream
0: that's mine too me you josh Loy. there's a good collection of us on the network that love cookies and cream so if you've been hearing me talk for over a year about the cookies and cream option you've then now got it validated by somebody else to go check it out today at built.com they are so good uh, most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, uh, and 17 grams of protein. So make sure you go check that out at built.com. Use the code LOCK15, get 15% off your next order. Bilt.com, use the code LOCK15, 15% off your next order at built.com.
2: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama.
0: I'm your host Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland_Styles. I'm joined by Richard Stamen. Follow him on Twitter at Mavs Draft. And for your second listen, go check out the Locked On NBA Podcast uh, and the NBA Draft Podcast. Richard, what do you have on tap for us? Locked On NBA Draft Podcast.
1: Yeah, we're we're going to be covering the NCAA tournament this week and uh, next, and then after that, we might uh, we might have some special guests, including some NBA draft prospects. So really excited for that.
0: Now, I know that you're uh, big in the Fort Worth area. You've gone to a lot of TCU games this year. Any plans to make the leap and uh, and go to the Fort Worth games uh, this weekend?
1: You know, uh, the way they sell tickets, um, it was a little bit hard. I, I still don't understand it. It's also very expensive. I'm on the fence. I'm, I'm very close. I, I want to do it, especially because I get to see Kansas again. But I'm on the fence.
0: Look, this is going to be a little self-indulging, but – Let's go with Kansas here because I think that they do have some interesting draft prospects. I think that Remy Martin has not had the season uh, that he's wanted to have had so far. I think that he's one of the biggest you know, candidates for the NBA draft in the sense of if Bill Self puts him in a better role, and I'm, I'm going to put this a lot of, uh, on Bill Self about uh, his diminishing draft prospect you know, interest because he's not been put in a good situation. But if Bill Self trusts him more and puts him in a better situation, I think he can go from somebody who's off of most people's radar to a second-round pick and a, and a very high one at that. But, uh, of course, they still have uh, Agbaji as well. Do you think that Agbaji can leap in the first round? And what do you think about Remy Martin in general?
1: Yeah, I I wasn't too big on Remy Martin out of Arizona State. I haven't been impressed this year. So even if he does have a nice march, I'm, I still wouldn't really consider him drafted or in the draftable range. But Oche Agbaji, I mean, right now I think his floor is like – mid 20s like no worse than 25 no better than 15 so he's like in that weird range but i think if he has a good march especially against say against san diego state in the second round who is the number two defense i really do think that he would if he has a big game of course he would have a a little bit of an explosion on draft boards and like you said this weekend is when gms are watching the most college basketball there is a possibility there
0: yeah i I think that it's been a great season, of course, for uh, Baji. I mean, he's going to be player of the year, close to it. And uh, he, I think he's really elevated himself already because I think that preseason, many had him in the second round, and now uh, he's looking at a first-round pick, so that, that's great for him. But uh, is there is there a prospect that you think are, is kind of on the outside looking in right now in terms of being drafted or in that top 60 range that can reasonably string together a, a stretch that will elevate them enough? I know that you talked earlier in the show that – You know, a lot of the times you don't elevate people from the the tournament, but is there somebody that's on that cusp right now that's close enough to where they might get elevated?
1: Yeah. I, you know, I'm looking through my board and it's a tough one. I think there are guys that have established themselves there, but they're not like securely by every mainstream board there. And there are two guys who really jump out. Jalen Williams out of Arkansas could be a big one. Uh, He's kind of the offense runs through him to an extent, him and JD Note, who was a third team All-American um they they have an interesting team he does just about everything he's 6'10 and then on the other end um I also like Malachi Branham at Ohio State he's a guy who he's a freshman really didn't start getting traction until last month I hadn't really dived into his game until the end of last month and he's a really intriguing guard I think he's going to be a good slasher NBA body and if he kind of explodes against especially against Loyola Chicago and then he could potentially be facing uh Villanova if he has big games against them Look out.
0: And look, our, our brackets, I'm going to fill one out, join our bracket group that you just sent me, but uh, our brackets are going to get busted Thursday, Friday morning, etc. So when you can't root for your bracket anymore, what is the best NBA draft matchup to root for to happen? Is it just simply Gonzaga and Memphis, or is there one down the line that we really hope happens from a selfish NBA draft perspective?
1: Yeah, there's a few. Um, I'll, I'll pick just a lead eight matchups. so I'll go just hand out a couple. The Purdue route is really intriguing. Uh, there's a route where I don't know enough about Yale to really give a preview on that, and I think they'll still cruise by just because of Purdue. But after that, in that region, they could have three premier matchups. Um, one of these isn't going to sound as sexy because the name isn't really popular, but Marcus Carr at Texas is an, one of the most improved defenders in the entire country. He locked up Mike Miles in their first meeting. He could really shine against Jaden Ivey. I've seen NBA teams have scouted him, um, so I know that would be a great matchup that teams would want to see. And then, if everything goes right, he would get Ty Ty Washington, which would be a really fun. They're not going to you know lock each other up by any means, but it would just be a fun back and forth one on one. And then this would be a true test if this happens: Purdue versus Baylor. We absolutely need it. We need Jeremy Suhan or Kendall Brown versus Jaden Ivey both of them are capable of handling him and if they can do a good job watch both of their stock increase I think I think that's really it that and then maybe a rematch of Gonzaga Duke or this is one of my personal favorites and I have this happening so it will be wrong is Iowa versus LSU Keegan Murray versus Tari and I think that would be an incredible matchup
0: what do you think will be the biggest storyline for you unlocked an NBA draft here in a couple weeks whenever it's all over
1: You know, I I think we're going to be talking about a prospect who we all saw as a second round pick, maybe seeing him explode. And, you know, that could be someone as simple as Tari Eason, who has been a 23, give or take, minutes per game guy. So it's pretty limited minutes. Um, That's barely half the game, over half the game that he's playing. And someone like that is really going to explode. I, I really don't think we're going to see the opposite way where it's like Keegan Murray goes like two of twelve against Richmond in a loss. That would be not only devastating to my bracket as someone who chose Iowa to win it all, but that would be really devastating as someone. Yeah, I saw those eyes. Uh, as as someone who has Keegan Murray seventh overall, um, you know, I, I think that would just be a massive blow to his stock, and I would think that would. I, I just don't see something like that happening, especially with any of the guys in the top ten. So I think it'd be someone elevating themselves from we didn't talk about this guy enough as a second round prospect. Now he's probably a first round prospect, maybe the DiVincenzo route. That's probably the most likely way I think we see going.
0: So given by that answer, do you think that there's anything that Chet, Paolo, or Jabari can do to separate themselves and make themselves a clear cut? Number one.
1: No, uh, I, I just, you know, logically speaking, I don't think that even if say Jabari, I think this is a very realistic case that Jabari is, plays three or less games in the tournament. Are you really going to hold those three games over, let's see, he played, I'm going to, you know, 32 games. That is a ridiculous ratio. That's less than 10% of his games. You're going to hold that less than 10% over 90%. Just doesn't add up to me. So, and that's all three of them. We've seen all three of those guys dominate any of the top, really top five. Nothing can change for me on that front.
0: And you you did give away your national champion, but uh, who's your title winner and final four?
1: Yeah, I I have Iowa. I'm a firm believer that, one, they have all the momentum. They also have a player of the year. Their defense, I think, will get a little bit better. They're top two offense. So I have Iowa winning it all over Duke in the title game. But my final four, and this will probably change. I've changed it twice already today. But at this moment, uh, on on Tuesday afternoon, I have Duke, Purdue, Villanova, Iowa. I have no idea what to do with the Purdue and Villanova picks because I doubt that stays put.
0: I like it. I, I like it. I'm going to have uh, Tennessee and Kansas in my final four, and then uh, we'll, go from, we'll go from there, and I'll see uh, who else joins them. But it's always a lot of fun. I'm glad that we're back in the swing of things with a weekly uh, draft section here on Locked on Thunder. So, Richard, thank you for joining us, and where can they go to find all your work?
1: Yeah, at Maps Draft and uh, Locked on NBA Draft is uh, every Tuesday for me. That's where you can find everything, and I just wanted to say one thing. I meant to rebuttal what you said earlier. You you know, right after I said my Kennedy Chandler slander and forgetting who I was talking to, you just responded in the most subtly aggressive way and going, oh, yeah, nobody wants to watch the Magic. And you just proceeded to talk about how that would be the lowest-rated game. It was a very hurtful jab. I wanted to get that out there. Uh,
0: yeah, your Magic did catch a stray. Uh, I apologize for that. But, you know, it, it, after you threw some shade at Kennedy Chandler, I felt the need to poke at the Magic a little bit, who by no means are on the same plane as the Thunder in this rebuild session. But nonetheless, Richard, thank you for joining us. We'll talk next week about Magic vs. Thunder and whatever first-round action happens in the Play tournament. Perfect. <laughs> Until then, be good and be good to one another.
2: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.